So, um, came across this thing when I was doing a training for acceptance and commitment therapy. And it's very ther- therapy, touchy-feely kind of thing. I feel like it's also very corporate in a way. Mm-hmm. I can see like tech bros doing this. Mm-hmm. So I could, part of me was kind of like averse to it. Part of me thinks it's interesting. It's one of those kind of know, learn yourself, know yourself kind of exercises. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Um, it's like a value cards or value uh, exercise. Uh, listeners, I don't know if you've seen this before. Um, so I did one a while back, and I sent it to you, Melina, and I figured as our open, we could kind of talk yeah. about what we did. So basically the premise is, I can't remember how many cards there were. I think it's to like begin 50. With. 50. It's a yeah, lot. It's a lot. And they're basically things like family, challenges, autonomy, uh, stability, um, excellence. Money. Money. Um, recognition mm-hmm. um, and you're supposed to at first just choose all of the number of things that are, are important to you and then do 15 then 10 then choose the top 5 that are the most important to you this is mm-hmm. like throughout your entire life not just professional or whatever mm-hmm. it's actually pretty difficult I found it difficult to get it down to 5 especially yeah 5 was was <sighs> tough yes yeah. um, so I did it and I, I, I found it kind of fun to figure it out and I figured Sent you the link. Yeah. What I I found some I literally googled value cards, so uh-huh. I don't know if we should plug what website we found it on or just like say we did the exercise. Just Google, Google find, value yeah, cards. Google value cards. <laughs> find your own exercise online. They're all the same. Yeah. We don't need to plug this website's no. dumb thing plug as if we're like endorsing their one corporate because it's no. very much like you know like now your active values. This is very like life coaching. It's in very a way. like team building. Like yeah, I could see this being used in a corporate setting. And anyway, go ahead. Um, okay, so the five that I ended up landing upon for myself were autonomy, fairness, stability, play, and competence. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, you know, uh, what, what were the five you had? We can see if we have any overlap. Were there okay. any overlap? Yes. Okay. So my five were autonomy. All right, yeah. Competence. Okay. Meaningful work. Okay. Relationships mm-hmm. and security. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There's some definitely overlap there. Yeah. I found it I, the hardest. So narrowing it down to five was the hardest for me. Yes. And I was, in the end, I ended up eliminating, I don't know if you remember like what which ones you had a hard time uh-huh. choosing over, but in the end, I ended up eliminating spirituality uh-huh. over, I think I was trying to decide between that and like competence. Yeah. Um, but, but man, yeah, I, that was, that was tough narrowing down to five, but this, it's, I feel like this pretty much encompasses what I care about the most in a lot of facets of my life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for me, there were lots of them that I ended up kind of saying like, okay, some of these are overlapping. So what's the one that kind of encompasses the biggest one? So like meaningful work, um, helping others were all ones that I immediately went to. So then I was like, okay, fairness to me, kindness I think was one of them also. I might have been helping others, right? So I was like, okay, looking at all of those, fairness to me, seems more about not just a yes also about being kind to other people but also about kind of structural issues systemic right. issues looking at my career looking at you know what am i doing kind of for other people in the world as right. well as being kind to people in front of me also being just and fair um yeah. and so that's why i kind of went with that as opposed to other ones um yeah i thought about family for a while you know as i have you know, a great, I didn't. What a great marriage, <laughs> and I love my daughter. You know, I'm very close with my parents and my sister. But then I was like, I ended up not putting keeping family on there because the way I was thinking about it is there are some people, and I think we know some people like this, who are like, 
I want to live in a, in the same city or the same town that my parents live, my grandparents live, sure. and like that kind of t- close knit community yeah. is like so central to them. Yeah, and that's just not the case for me. I left home after high school. Sure. I didn't even really, you know, I thought about moving back up to New York, but it wasn't like the most important thing. And yeah. being in the place where I was so close to all my relatives is a nice thing. Would be nice hypothetically, but it's not like the driving force. And so thinking about that was like, oh no, obviously. My nuclear family's so 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 important to me. Right. But like the idea of that being the thing that drives those choices, kind of big picture family, is yeah. how I got it out. Yeah, a lot of the cards were um you know, they all said different things, but a lot of them were like you were saying, kind of similar enough that you mm-hmm. could say, Well, I'll choose this one because it sort of encompasses this. Like I chose I think when I was trying to get down to 15, I eliminated safety mm-hmm. over security because in my mind, security implies safety, but mm-hmm. there's something about security that also says like stability. Which I think is stability, why I stability was another one. <laughs> so there's something about security that says both safety and stability to me. Yeah. So I was like, all right, security sort of encompasses both of those, so I'll get rid of those. Um, but yeah, similarly, like, you know, I was looking at, so I didn't choose fairness because. Um, while I think it's important, I and I can't remember if this is one of the words, I'm more concerned with like justice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like more concerned with like equity over like equality. And so I got rid of fairness and but I wish there was like an equity or like a justice yeah. card. Um, yeah. I probably I would have picked that. I have uh, John Rawls, the philosopher in my head that goes, justice is fairness. That those things kind of mm. kind mm. of are yeah. equating yeah. in my head, the kind of veil of, yeah. the, the tale of ignorance a just society is a fair society. For sure, I can see that. Yeah. No, this was interesting. This reminds me of another um, sort of similar um, exercise that I did in college, actually in grad school, um, where you do this with a series of identities that you have. So Mm -hmm. in an effort to sort of get down to your most salient or your most closely held identity, you Mm -hmm. start out listing all the things that you are, both sort of like socially, but also like I'm, uh, you know, I'm a sister, but I'm also a woman, but I'm also um, like a, a vegetarian. I'm not, but like that, you know, you would like <laughs> yeah, yeah, say yeah. things like that and li- list them all and then start narrowing them down huh. and getting down to like, ideally, I think whenever I did it, it was like the one thing that that, you, like, that was like the defines most, you. that yeah, you felt was your defining, like what drove you every day, your most salient and like clearest identity marker. Um, and that can be tough whenever it's like, I'm a sister, but I'm also like a woman. Like what's more, like what's more salient to me? Like my personal identity, like my personal gender identity or like my identity in relation to other people as close as I, like as close as family, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and those things obviously yeah. shift. Like before I became yeah. a dad, that was probably something different, but now I would say father. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's, um, it's super interesting exercise. Yeah. And it's interesting how these changed. I would have said flexibility years ago, but I put stability on yeah. there. And I first flexibility, and I was like, yeah, that's important. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, no. No, having the same, knowing what what, what to expect from my work week, knowing what yeah. to expect from my general day-to-day, yeah. having that sense of stability is so important. Yeah. And we both put competence. Was that like competence? Is that your personal competence or other both. people's competence? Both. Okay. I value, and, and see, I knew people who put excellence, and I intentionally mm. didn't put excellence because I went to a very, very high-achieving kind of master of the universe private school growing up, and I saw people who were obsessed with, like, top of the class, yeah. blah, 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 getting into the best college, you know, just killing themselves yeah. for that. And I never really bought into that mindset generally. Sure. 
Um, I wanted to do well. I wanted to do my job well. I wanted to be good. I wanted to be competent. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be, be more than competent. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be be good, but I never really, I don't still really care of necessarily about rankings, about being mm-hmm. the top of the class, about being, I gotta be the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, no one ever was, to quote the Pokemon theme song. Um, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Like, that kind of thing, like, when it comes to excellence, like... Right. I, you know, so competence to me spoke more of that. But also people around me. Like, I yeah. don't necessarily care that I'm surrounded by the best of the best. I want to be around the cream of the crop or nobody else. Right. Like, But I want people, by value, are yeah. you going to do your shit? Are you going to yeah. do your job? Are you going to, you know, do your work? Um, yeah. Sim- that's really important to similarly, me. Similarly, I, I had had excellence there for a while as I was narrowing them down. Um, but I think in the same vein, like, I am not so much concerned about my own I think maybe if you'd asked me maybe when I was in college mm-hmm. yeah but like now I I'm more incompetence in the description said like something about like mastery of your yeah. like craft or something like that like I am more concerned with doing the best that I can and having other people doing the best that they can around me exactly but not I don't Being need the best I don't need to be in that room with like everyone at the top at exactly the, like I don't care about that I I care about we're doing our job together the best that we can that you know what you're doing and you know that I know what I'm doing and that sort of thing so competence is like exactly way more important yeah for sure I were think. there were there any that you were like ride or die this is the one that's never leaving my list um, non-negotiable. There were two for me that I was like, non-negotiable, this is never leaving. I think non-negotiable for me were autonomy yep. and meaningful work. Autonomy for me, immediately. Yeah. Autonomy yeah. was there. And it's funny because autonomy <laughs> included so many of the other things, yes. like freedom, yep. like independence, mm-hmm. um, and like something else. And I was like, autonomy is like, a, I, have to, I have to be autonomous in 100%. my work, in my relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't control people, and I do not expect to be controlled in any sort of way. Like, I need, I have expectations, like I said, for competence, there, there are expectations around me, but like, I need to be I need to do what I'm gonna do. Yes. Or I will yeah. be miserable. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I want to be left alone in a sense of like I don't mind being held to certain yes. standards and being held accountable, but at the same time, like leave me alone in the sense of like yeah. don't don't worry about what I'm doing. Yeah, that was another one of the cards that was like solitude or, or something like that oh, no. where I was I mean, like, I'm an extrovert. I need to be around people. I was like, Yeah, I get the need to be like alone at times. Yes. Um, but yeah. But it's not a core value, at least not for me especially. No, no, no. <laughs> Play was the other one that I that hit on it. That makes sense for you. And I, yes, 100%. I hit on it, and I was especially thinking about right now with work and everything else, I was like, oh, no, this is really important that, like, yeah. I always have an outlet to feel a sense of play in yeah. life and a sense of joyfulness and a sense of yeah. spontaneity and playfulness and creativity. And creativity was on there, and I kept yeah. creativity around for a while. I too, yeah. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, for me, it's less about creativity in the, and for me, it's about play. Like we did theater mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. And, and I loved acting and I loved cr- performing arts, but I enjoyed creating and I loved acting. But for me, it was more from the play side of it, of the sense of let's mm-hmm. do something, let's get up, and let's, let's create together and let's yeah. kind of play around with this. Yeah. And from the play aspect of it as opposed to the creative aspect of it. That makes sense. Sure. No, I, I, I get that. And then in my job now, just being playful with people and the sense of a sense of lightness is yeah. so important. And yeah. if I don't have that, then it's like death. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, it's so, it's, it's so funny when, like, looking back on things that you took so deathly serious and you're like, 
that shit didn't matter. Like, why wasn't I more lighthearted in the time? Like, mm-hmm. I wish I, I sort of wish I was more sort of playful in my life. But I'm, I've just, I've always been a deathly serious child. I, oh, really? <laughs> I'm a deathly serious human being. See, I sometimes look back and I'm like, I should have taken that more seriously. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> you want to switch lives. <laughs> Uh, no, this is a fun exercise. Thanks for yeah, sharing. Yeah, that. yeah, it's fun. Um, and listeners, go ahead and take yours. You want to share and see. I, you know, if anyone wants to guess what Will, Hannibal, Jack, or anyone else would it be, yeah, that would be a fun values? game. Yeah. What would That's their so values funny. be? You know, Control, order, Jack Crawford. <laughs> yeah, order for sure. <laughs> um, pow, yeah. Um, all right. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome back to The Ethical <laughs> Butchers. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> if that didn't show our like uh, our like seriousness and play difference, I don't know. Boom, 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 boom. I, I like couldn't hear myself over Jack's like singing, and so I was probably like very out, like off key, even just saying normal words. Woo! Um, it is Saturday afternoon here in Nashville. It's a gorgeous spring day, and you can God. hear the woo in Listen, the air. Snatches a woo. Is, Nashville, if you guys don't know, is like. Bachelorette City, USA. It's crazy. And so when it's nice, it's nice. It's like what 60, 65 degrees. Gorgeous day. It's a beautiful day. And so of course, and like, we're inside recording. And we're inside, and where we belong, honestly. <laughs> um, and it's there's just hordes of biddies and like Ugh. frat bros just like trolling the streets, having the time of their life, and like I'm happy for them, but yeah. they are in my way. Well, especially if, to get to where we record from both of our places of living. Like, I don't know what I'm, from both of our, our homes from both of our domiciles um, I'm never going to say that word for, for, okay, for great. both of our, our places of rest um, the place that we lay our heads at night and spend our evenings and our mornings um, we have to pass through an area that is uh, very heavily densely populated with bars yeah. and a certain population that we would never hang out in those places no. whenever I would end up there recently I'd be like oh why? Why? Now I just don't go. <laughs> no, Whenever, no, we smart. know people who would still kind of hang out there. Yes. And they're like, we're going to, we rebar. And I'm like, I'm not. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you all. Some I'm other almost day. 30. I don't have to. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. It's like, I don't have to do what you guys are doing. So I'm not. Goodbye yeah. forever. Um, uh, so yeah, it's a it's a and fun. Just drive through it, and it's just with the, the bird scooters and the and the carts and like the and the giant trolley, the giant trolleys, big uh, hop on hop on, hop off trolleys that we have. It's the pedal tavern the shit. Pedal taverns. It's a lot. I mean, come to Nashville, y'all. It's, it's a really, fun city. It's so fun. Um, there's something to do for everybody. But boy, oh boy, we'll when, give you when tips you've been of here places to go that aren't the, those places. Yeah, tell us what you're into. If you're not into bars and pedal taverns, uh, we'll give you some other suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of good places that that are not populated just by those kind of people. Um, (laughs) You'll have a good time with those people, though, because it's fine. It's just if you once you live, well, it's like again. I I grew up in New York, and like people like, oh, Times Square is great. Like I don't never said, but unless I'm going to see a show, and then then I get the hell out of there. Right? No, no, no. Yes, right. Like (laughs) I was saying, once you've been here for ten years, like we have, it's like. I've seen it. I've seen it. No thanks. Yeah, I know I, what happens. I go downtown to go to church, and then I leave. Mm-hmm. And when I'm down there on a nice weekend, like I am now, it's like, oh, yes. oh no, Lower yes. Broadway. It's like, oh hello. <laughs> it is like I get so tired. It's exhausting. Um, okay, well, we got um, a lovely email from our yes. friend Anne. Thank yes, you so Anne, much. Thank you. 
Um, I I forgot, but I knew at one time that Cade Purnell's name was an anagram. Hannibal of, loves anagrams. There's lots of anagrams of in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, there. Someone else has an anagram name, but it's one of those silly things where like Alana Bloom is like really Alan Bloom. And uh-huh. all, you know, it's but Cade Purnell um, is wild. But like the guy's real name is Paul Crendler. Why not could you call her Paula? Paula Crendler. Great. Easy. Nah, man. Why did we're we gonna, have to make this so hard? We're gonna we're gonna make it really different. We're gonna make her Kate Prunell. Oh my gosh! Um, Is this the email that she says "dickmatized"? Yes, I, that's a word I haven't heard in, in I don't know how many years. I love that word. I meant to email. And me. killing it. Um, yeah, she says that uh, that Hannibal digmatizes Alana. Um, mm. Spoiler in the future at some point, but yes. <laughs> I'm just imagining instead of the like pendulum, just like a dick. <laughs> God. Listeners, create the fan art. It's crude. It's crude. Um, so thank you, Anne, for your lovely email. And then she gave a great oh, note yes. about the starfish. So the starfish oh, yeah. necklace. I don't know if this was her theory or a theory that she had read, but there's a story about the kid, is a little girl, a little child, throwing a bunch of starfish into yeah. the water. Right. So she says, "I hope you don't mind me just reading what you wrote, Anne." Um, she says, "I think the starfish references the story about the man walking along yes. the beach who sees hundreds of stranded starfish drying up in the sun." And a boy, in the process of throwing them back into the water, the man tells the boy it's an impossible task and won't make a difference. The boy holds one up before throwing it back and says, it makes a difference for this one. Mm -hmm. And so Alana has this sort of similar, like, savior mentality um, until she gets stigmatized. Definitely. Which, you know, Will has, too, with the stray dogs and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. That makes sense. They're kind of kindred spirits in that regard, 100%. I like that, um, I like that origin story of that necklace, which still just baffles me. She wears it so consistently. We didn't see her this episode, though, so we didn't get to see it. Thank we God. were spared. <laughs> Thank God. Some key, yeah. Um, and then things were popping off on Twitter. You popped them off. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, I was shopping online, and I found this amazing suit on Eloquy. That looks just like mm. that damn red plaid oh, suit that amazing. we loved from the last episode so much. And it was astounding. And so I posted on Twitter and I was like, should I get this? And obviously people were like, 100% purchase this suit. Did you? Um, no, I didn't. Because <laughs> well, the trousers were sold out. Um, okay. But I will I will keep an eye on it. Um, and it's it's a little over my price. I would it's, imagine. It's a, I little over, oh, it's a little over my um, my budget, my clothes budget for the month. But um, I think I could make it work. It's it's amazing. If you haven't seen a picture of it, head over to our, our Twitter and let me know if you think I should if I should buy it or not. Um, yeah. But it looks fantastic. And just to clarify, the girl to say. the girl in that picture I posted, I feel like there was a few people who were like, you look great. And I'm like, that is not me. <laughs> yeah, you said Honey is working it. Like, you did a little, like, yeah, 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 clarification. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she is gorgeous, and she really is, like, working this suit. But, um, but that is not moi. You can look through our photos to find an actual photo of me. Um, but, but thanks, thanks anyway. I mean, you look great with red hair. You think I would look good? I think you'd look good out here. I don't know. I think my <laughs> skin's a little too light, but we maybe I'll wear a wig one of these days. That would be wild. To our recording. That would be because wild. that makes sense for an be like you'd be like uh, Vivian from Polar, just like an average yeah, walk in with a crazy wig every wig. time, every day. <laughs> Gosh. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. Um, Great. Um, and then to eat shit about, not that I can think of. No, Kyla told us we had to eat shit about Yes, something. we credited her wrong. Oh, long, yes. Long, long, long time ago. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry about that, Kyla. 
Sorry. Sorry, guys. We love all our listeners. We mix them up sometimes. Sorry. Sorry. I know. It's because we don't plan and I just, like, get in here and start yapping. Correct. And, um, As evidenced by one of our costume theme songs later. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. All right. Oh. No excuses this time. I just didn't play like a champion. That's fine. <laughs> it's usually me that's like, sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I forgot to rate this episode. It's like the one thing we have to do every time. Um, all right, let's let's uh, put someone in the Rolodex. Yes. Who who you got? This this one isn't very serious. Is your like a serious person? Well, not kind of, but not really. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. I was it's say- more serious than the dude at Tower Deli, and it's less serious than Donald Trump. Okay. Right? All so, right. So, so Mine's on par with, like, the dude at Tower Deli. Great. Great. Perfect. This is good. Okay. Um, I'll go first then. So, um, last night... Okay. So, I'll, I'll start this by saying I used to work in uh, restaurant business. I mean, I very casually, I was a host at a few restaurants. Yeah. And I consider myself a very good host. Yeah, you it killed it. It is not a super hard job but it does take some sort of like nuance and like knowledge and like finessing i think it is harder than most people give it credit for mostly because there aren't a lot of good hosts who know how to do it well so and you gotta I, deal with like grossos and assholes you gotta deal with grossos jerks people who are hungry people who are hangry yes you're like the first person they see and like god forbid you like give them the wrong estimate and then like shit flow yes whatever it's crazy um but we went to a restaurant last night that I figured was going to be pretty busy. We didn't make a reservation. We were just like on a whim. We're yeah. going to go out. Uh, it was just me and the boy. So it was just two of us. We show up. The host is like, oh, <laughs> what? You weren't going to name the boy this time? You've been giving him <laughs> a name. Gonna, you, you've been naming him this Pally. whole show. Pally. His name was Pally. Uh, the other, the side boy, your side boy. <laughs> Yeah, what if Barry's listening to this? He's like, I didn't go out to dinner with her that night. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, no, it's actual boyfriend, Perry. Okay, great. We show up. The host is like, oh, it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour. I'm looking around. I can already tell that's not an accurate estimate. Just from, like, w- the, what I can see. Um, and so I was like, all right, whatever. We put our names down. I was mm-hmm. like, cool. It was one of those things where, like, they take your phone number. Yeah. Um, and she was like, all right, great. We have this, like, seating area in the back with, like, some couches if you want to have a seat. Fine. Like, 25 minutes goes by, and I realized that we never got one of those texts that's like, uh-huh. hey, like, we got you down on our list. Uh-huh. Like, we'll text you again uh-huh. when your table's oh, ready. No. So I was like, I bet she didn't take our phone number down right. So I go back up, and... Of course, she was like, oh, well, I texted you guys, but whenever you didn't answer, I just took your name off the list. What the fuck? I was like, we've been sitting back Go there. fine. Look, Go, look. Right, look with your eye. Like, walk 10 feet you and name, look with name your eyes. This restaurant? This is a new restaurant. Should no. I not go here? No, no. It's a great restaurant. Honestly, we, we've been going there a long time. It's I don't want to, like, shit on you it. You want to write it down and show me <laughs> just so I can know how to avoid yeah, sure. this place? Sure. <laughs> it was just like this... It was just like a dumb host um, that I was like, this was so unnecessary. Like, not only did you give me a very inaccurate estimate, but you also were like, oh, we thought we texted you. It's not what it was like a bar seating. Like, usually for a party of two, you can get in, unless it's like a tiny little place, you can get in pretty quickly. Like, we'll sit at the bar, no big deal. Like, there was bar seating, but it was pretty poppin'. Okay, it's a Friday night. I get that. Oh, I love that restaurant. I know. Oh, my I love favorite places. Oh, wow. But I, I would imagine know. Friday night, patio, nice evening. It's it, pretty exactly. popular. Well, I thought patio, patio will be open. Hopefully, it'll be go by quicker, whatever. So, anyway, I was the the incompetence. Going back to my values. Yes, 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 yes. It was the incompetence I that, that I was infuriated with. So, I'm going to go ahead and slide that host into this Rolodex. 100%. Yeah. I totally agree. 
Okay, so mm, I've been trying to figure out who in this whole thing, and I'm just going to lump everybody in. This is going to be a gigantic Rolodex ad. Do it. Um, so, so one thing we think about Hannibal's Rolodex. We think about, mm. you know, it's not just 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 kind of your blatant shit bags. Yeah. It, it's like rude people, cruel people, yeah. um, uh, banal, just tacky, yeah. just. Just shitty people. Yeah. So recently, a story broke about a a a, a, a one of my favorite, insane, infuriating, and hilarious in a bad way news stories. A series of incredibly rich people, including Felicity Huffman and Lauren Laughlin. <laughs> um, talk about incompetence. Talk about incompetence. <laughs> talk about just like tastelessness. Yeah. Talk about you know just tacky. So all these incredibly rich people were bribing schools and spending, uh, uh, you know, tr- uh, six figures to get their dumb, dumb kids into college. <laughs> so not into any college, just into Stanford, US, USC, USC, Georgetown, uh, Yale? by something like that, by either forging, completely fabricating um, athletic shit, prowess, prowess mm. team membership, yeah. or and or fabricating learning differences to get extra time and then just doctoring ST scores. Oh. A lot of these with the kids having no idea about any of this. Yeah. I've read a lot of the documents in this because I could not read. Right. Kind of like you with the Michael Cohen things. I couldn't turn myself I could away. Not 100%. Unbelievable. The yes. emails and phone co- conversations are yeah. unbelievable. Holy shit. Holy shit. But I feel like, especially the motherfucker who runs this, like, the key at this program, yes. Hannibal would have no patience for this motherfucker. No. Like, he he values excellence, competence. Sure. Yeah. He respects people who work their working ass off, hard. working hard, being clever. Yeah. And if you're just, like, saying, fuck you, oh, I'm going to create this thing, I'm going to, like, Photoshop my kid's face onto a rower right. and say, we got into college because we bribed some schmuck. And That's now lazy. He, it's lazy, it's tasteless, yeah. it's crass, right. and he would have no patience for it. I would 100% agree. It's just baffling. Like, what gets, Qu- crazy. What gets me is that Lori Laughlin paid half a mil to get her in. Yes. And then is also paying, I'm assuming, full brunt tuition. Full it right. doesn't. It doesn't end there. Oh, no, she no, no, just no. paid half a mil to get her in the door. In the side door. Because <laughs> this is the cheaper option than the back door, which is like the Jared Kushner route. Yeah, like yeah. $2.5 million dollars for yeah, a building. Well, she doesn't have that kind of... Well, I, Actually, she probably does. Actually, Massimo. Of course she does. Massimo, she's got money. She's got money. So she's just cheap. <laughs> she's just cheap and they want to do it, you know, uh. the weird, crazy, insane way. I love the story of the one dad whose son, who chose water polo, even though his son's school didn't have a water polo yeah. team. So he bought a bunch of water polo gear off Amazon and, like, did a photo, did a photo shoot. shoot. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And then, like, one kid got in and they had, they, in orientation, the like, the advisor was like, oh, so you're an athlete. And the son was like, what? No. Right. And the dad was like, like, the the, the advisor's snooping around. (laughs) And the kid's like, what is he talking about? Why is this advisor saying that I'm an athlete? I can't, like, listen, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a mother, but I would want my kids to to go to college. I think college is really important. I think that's great. I am not going to commit fraud for you to get into USC. Try your hardest and go to a college that makes sense for you. Great. Great. I'll be so proud of you. And then just work your ass off. I'm not gonna. I'm not putting my whole yeah. career and my family's like life on the line to get you yeah. into. Also, like some shit you're Lori, school. You're Lauren Laughlin's daughter. She's like some YouTube influencer or whatever. She doesn't right. a need a, a. She's a dumb dumb, so she couldn't right. she couldn't hang at USC. And she got like, no. Why are you getting this person in? Because she's not gonna be able to hang academically. A. Right. B. 
they're making money off their whatever bullshit YouTube thing. Plus, they come from really rich families. It's not right. like they need college to be able to find a career. B. Right. And C, if they want, like, the college atmosphere, A, they're, like, a really rich L.A. person. They could just, like, hang out at with USC friends of theirs who go sure. there and, like, just hang out. Party. and go like to the front party yeah, if you want. Yeah, and, like, go buy football tickets and hang out there. And, like, sure. you know, you're, like, an influencer. You could just, like, hang out at the party yeah, if you want to. I don't get it. Right. Why go to class? It's, it's a status Why? thing. Like, the dad apparently was like, I just want to fucking Arizona State. It's, like, a status thing. It's all about, like, status and class as opposed to saying, like, let's realize. And then it's also no, it on is. you parents for raising a dum-dum. And not right. valuing education before this, right? It, it's just why, and I, I have a, I have a master's degree in higher education. Like I get it. We've thought about all these kinds of things, and like anyone who knows anything will tell you that it's not. Once you get to a certain level, these schools are all sort of the same, right? In terms of like education level, yes. Like the top. 50 schools are all yeah. going to be sort of like whatever all sort of going to be as challenging all sort of public schools are more or less the same like they're all going to be as challenging as as yeah. whatever you yeah. can find your niches USC, or Cal, Michigan, Wisconsin right. all this Texas like you're, they're all going to be you're, you're going to find your for the name right like it's yeah. at that point it's so that's why people are like, oh, I've got to, I've got to get to Yale or something like that. I'm like, you, oh, yeah. you don't. I mean, I'm no. like, unless you think the name is really going to carry you like mega far, or like, it's a certain little program or professor or the whatever or the whatever. Yeah, it's the I guess I, I right? got to go to here at the undergrad that, level. It doesn't no, matter it doesn't that matter. much. No, at the unless grad it's a very level, specific does, program, but, maybe at the undergrad level. Right, right. So that just baffles me. No, it's I, crazy. It's, it's so what insane. a wild story. I've loved seeing it unfold. Yeah, and I just hope these people get smoked and just dragged. <laughs> Me too. Fucking Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. Uh, Ugh, it's so stupid. Shame. Yeah, so that's some. That's some. I love uh, that. Great. Great. Perfect. All right, so season two, episode four, Takawase. Um, no, Takaiwase. Takaiwase. I looked it up. So basically, it's vegetables and chicken. Vegetables or and chicken, fish, or tofu um, that have been simmered separately. So we can kind of see what the heck that meaning means. Okay. Uh, it's one of the dishes in the kaiseki meal. It's yeah. basically simmered vegetables and then simmered chicken, fish, or tofu. Ooh. So. Sounds good. So yeah, sounds good. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Huh. So we open in the mind palace with him teaching Abigail how to fish. <laughs> Your yes. father taught you how to hunt. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Well, aren't those the same thing? No, one you shoot and the other you lure or something like that. Yeah. You got to name the bait. Listen, I, I was kind of happy to see Abigail again, to be honest with you. Yeah, Even if me it was too. in this, like, dreamscape. Um, I, I didn't mind. It, it brought back some good memories of season one. Um, it making, did. Making fun of her mostly. But, yeah, I didn't mind I didn't mind seeing her, if even for a brief moment. And Will seemed really happy. He had a big old smile on he his did. face. He did. And the whole, like, I thought it was cute, you know, naming your lore after serving or, like, naming yeah. your bae after someone you cherish and the way the superstition goes. Yeah. And he named it Abigail. It was just kind of sweet. That was kind of sweet. Um, and then, yeah, he's in the, in the hospital talking to cats and trying to say to trying to convince her to go back and look again. And he's mm-hmm. saying that it's going to be something, something that you've overlooked. You got to go back and look again. And she's like, please don't tell me that you're trying to pin this on Hannibal. And he's like, I'm pinning this on yeah. Hannibal. And she's like, you're insane. So, he, but he's like, please just look again. Just, it's going to be something hidden. A clever detail. A clever detail. He couldn't help himself. You're going to have to look yeah. closer. He's like, don't try and blame Hannibal. Just look. Yeah, just look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just look for evidence. Just look for something. Like I, I, I promise. Um, and then I remember this buzz buzz scene. I this is some Men in Black opening shit. 
You know the opening of Men in Black with the fucking like dragonfly that flies over the highway yes. and then gets hit by the windshield yes. and like that's the cold open of Men yeah. in Black. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like this is a Men uh, in Black. Yeah, good because we're like following the bee into yeah. like the human hive. <laughs> I forgot about this guy. <laughs> Again, it's just like makes my skin. <laughs> Oh, it's the buzzing. <laughs> the buzzing is enough to, like, you know, whenever, like, a, bu- a bug flies by your ear oh, really yeah, quickly, awful. and you're like, oh, God, mm. what was that? Um, Just droning on the credit, and then yeah. jumps to credits. There's always a good, like, dead body reveal or something like that, like, to yeah. credits. Yeah. Which I feel like it's a very, like, Law & Order-esque, like, dead body, credits. Yeah, I <laughs> That is very weird. No, it's like two moving guys who are like, hey, grab this coach real quick. Help me grab this, man. All right, hey, what's up? Can you believe we're working an extra shift? Can you believe it? I can't believe Jimmy didn't show up. Hey, what's this on my shoe? (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or literally in the one scene, like, it's probably dead beavers. No, no. (laughs) Yes, that was very Law & Order SVU. Very Law & Order. (laughs) Um, okay. so, th- so then after the credits, it opens up with, um, Chilto and Will. Yes. Um, Chilto. holy shit. I, there's some mega Chilto. Chilto's on fire in this yes. scene, episode. Yes. Chilto is on fire in this. Uh, he, he's yes. like, this scene is awesome. It again personifies his fake BDE. You know, it's like his restoration stance. His restoration stance. He's like holding his cane. And he like, gets up and he's walking towards him. And then that moment where Will like leans through the leans through the gate and just yes. like backs up. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you fake little BDE." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, and this is like some like dirty talk. They're like, "Yeah." I feel like I remember like he's creaming his jeans because he's like, "Would you let me test you?" Yeah. Would you? Would you permit? Can I test? Uh, can I test you? Right. Take. I'll take them all, Frederick. That's uh, <laughs> uh. And and Will's like, because he's trying to set up this like he's trying to double play them, right? Like yeah. he's trying to work with Hannibal, but he's trying to like have Chilton think that he's he's going to be only his mm-hmm. uh, like person who he's working with sorry i like tried to think of like what a therapist therapy that's like not what i was thinking of um anyway so he's like trying yeah. to double play him and chilton is like turned on by this he's playing to his vanity i mean that, that's chilton's greatest downside is his vanity and gotta catch him i am yeah 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 100 i'm your exclusive patient yeah exclusive rights to me you know yeah. you're gonna write the book on me baby mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna write the book on me. Mm. <laughs> That's all Chilton needed to hear. He's like, oh fuck yes. Um, he's just like, they're making that deal. He's like, come on, I know you're listening. Yeah, come on, right? right. The same this for the same that. They're just like, ugh. <laughs> Will is just so sleazy. I mean, he's he's really stepping into his own. Well, yeah, because he's like, I gotta start making moves. Exactly. Again, I love season two, Will, because season two, Will is starting making his own moves. And it's and he can do, and he says this at one point to Cats. I think maybe in the previous um, scene where he's like, you you do what you can out there, and I'll do what I can in here, or yeah. something like that. So he's like really working all of the tools that he has at this point. All he has is like children and Hannibal, who both want to like keep him close, uh-huh. and he's he's making it work. Yeah, and his memories, and he's also his hoping memories. that with Chilton's treatment, he'll be able to unlock memories, which is exactly what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so now we have Bella and Hannibal. Bell is back um, oh, and she's Lazarus. dying of cancer. Oh, man, chemo. <laughs> 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 chemo sucks and there's gonna be trouble. <laughs> oh, chemo sucks, man. It, look, I mean, it looks chemo, terrible. Chemo 
sucks and her, some of her hair's coming out yeah she um, looks weak and pale it's, she's and puking her guts out you know on a good day she's sleeping 18 hours a day and a bad day she's not sleeping at all i mean yeah one of my best friends went through chemotherapy for a year my junior year of college um and it, it's like it's it's just fucking it looks brutal it's fucking awful yeah yeah like i hopefully one one at some point hopefully in our lifetimes we're gonna look back at chemotherapy and look Think of it as if it was like this barbaric yeah, treatment. Barbaric. I, I mean, imagine. now it's what we have to do, but right. it's just like it's so awful. Right. Yeah, and she's they're having this sort of like philosophical ancient Grecian conversation, right, where she's talking oh. about Lazarus. Yeah, Lazarus had it easy. At least he had like what a, a <laughs> friend. A friend. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, Socrates before he died, like Hannah was talking about Socrates and how he paid a debt in order to to Asclepius. Like, <laughs> So, uh, I mean, that's really beautiful, right? They're both, like, two smart people, like, uh-huh. having this really elevated conversation about really dark, really dark things. I um, could I could, I could, could listen to Mess saying Socrates and Asclepius on repeat. 100%. I listened to it, I think, a few times in a row yesterday morning on this, this episode. I was like, Socrates. When Socrates was dying, he offered up to, to the god Asclepius. And I was like, fuck yes. It's like <laughs> syrupy and sultry, just like Asclepius. I was like, fuck yes. Um, this is some emo as fuck lines. Like, he'll feel your silence like a draft. Yeah. yeah. Silence is inevitable. Yeah. Like, this is some emo shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Bella, I mean, as, as we've known for a long time, has not really wanted treatment, has no. not wanted to prolong this. She is ready to go. She doesn't I want know. to suffer. She doesn't want to make Jack suffer. Oh, sorry. Oh, no yeah, she wants out. And apparently, like, chemo was Jack's idea and, and all this other stuff. And she's yeah. making it very clear to Hannibal, I don't want to live anymore. Well, she, well, she sees that she's not going to recover. She's like, Absolutely. I know where this is. She is. knew that from And the she saw, we learned later that, that apparently her mom went through lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I know what's up. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. I don't just know conceptually. I've seen this. Right. Yeah. Um, which got me thinking, and this is you know, the, our value exercise. Do you have a strong opinion at all on, like, doctor-assisted suicide? I, mean, I think it should be legalized. I, I do as well. Um, I, mean, I, think I think in contact with doctors and people's families, I mean, right. I think, you know, it's something that should be up to people's people and their families and their doctors. Absolutely. And, you know, from a palliative care standpoint, from a pain management standpoint, from an idea of just like, this is a choice that I'm going to make to to end this. Well, and it's better than the, it's better than, than the alternative, right? Like, it's better than you maybe not talking about it with your family or trying to do it yourself and it not going very well or whatever. Like at least that way you can plan. It's your choice. As long as you're in sort of like a state of mind where you feel like you're making a decision. You can structure a goodbye. You can structure a goodbye. You can work with a doctor to do it safely and quickly and harmlessly and all this other stuff. Um, I don't see why not. No, I totally agree. You know, and and, you know, I think it's someone. I think in the states that that it's legal, it's like you you can't just like show up to a doctor's office and be like, kill I'd like me. to kill myself. No, it's yeah, like, you have, you to, have to be process. like ill enough that you would die within like a certain amount of time of anyway course. and like all this other stuff. Of course. And like, it's like, you know, like we already had that to some degree in the sense of like when, when, when my grandfather passed, the last day or so we put him on morphine, it was palliative care. Oh yeah. It's, he's going to pass, we're making him comfortable yeah. and having him, helping him sleep and, yeah. you know, like that's in a way the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what DNRs are. Mm-hmm. And so, like, where's the line to go any further and say, no, I'm going to make the active choice right. to not just say, when I'm incapacitated, don't, don't keep me, me alive. Yeah. But I'm going to make the choice to say, this is my end point. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I support people's 
right to make that decision for themselves sure. and the families, you know, with consultation with their families and their doctors. Sure. Um, you know, I think I think that's totally legitimate. Yeah. Um, that's autonomy. I, that's uh, yeah, yeah. It's autonomy. You know, it's, it's people's rights to make those kind of choices for the, for themselves. Um. Um. You, you're talking about death, like that, like knowing those things. My, I think it was my pastor. My church was talking about, you know, through having a pastoral care class, there was a death and dying class they had to take. And mm. at the beginning of the class, they were all asked, like, would you rather not know you're about to die or know you're going to die six months from now? And mm. everyone at first was like, no, I want to just find, you know, immediately like. And, and then as they went through the whole learning about grief and learning about blah blah blah, they were like, oh no, I'd rather know six months ahead of time and know I'm going to die, because then you could get your affairs in order, A, and also yeah. say your goodbyes and talk to people. And, you know, and, and this is the kind yeah. of same thing where it's like, you know, you can make the choice saying, oh, this is the date that I'm going to do this and let me, yeah. Yeah. like, get my affairs in order. And there's a beauty to that. Absolutely. And, you, yeah. know, you know, and so, like, I see Bella's point of view and I agree with her. I don't like the way she goes about it. Yeah. She just, no. like, I didn't like the way she went about it previously before she... Before Jack convinced her to get treatment, which right. she hit her diagnosis. Right. And I think there's some major communication issues there. Right. Well, that's you what know. Jack sort of, or that's what Hannibal sort of gets to um, whenever she sort of hints that, like, she would rather just, like, die and, like, have it be sudden and have Jack not really know or whatever. And, and um, Hannibal's like, you would rob Jack of that, like, opportunity to say goodbye. Like, you would rob him of that chance to sort of you know sort of close yeah. a book in like a gentle way um uh but and right and, and hannibal says i find the idea of death comforting um which is sort of like a, a state of mind that i i'm sort of jealous of like i wish that i was like at a place where i was like oh yes once that reminds me of like um matthew mcconaughey's character in like season one of true detective where he's like I like that I'm going to die one day. Like that's <laughs> that thought comforts me. Like really, we should all die. <laughs> like the we should all I'm, die sooner. Is like the fact book. that I'm mortal is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, makes me appreciate all the beauty and like yeah. wonder and horror of this life or something yeah. like that. Um, I mean, yeah, that's certainly one way to do it. And then my like just pure fear of death like kicks in, and I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> keep me alive forever. <laughs> I'm not afraid of dying in the sense of like at some point dying. You know, I don't want to die now suddenly because of my family and other things, but I'm I'm afraid of leaving people behind unexpectedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's funny. That kind of, like, you know, the idea of dying kind of makes you feel alive. There's some... There's, yeah. That's the kind of trope that gets played on lots of sci-fi movies, including this terrible one called Zardoz that have this get made did, where, like, people are, like, immortal now. And so a lot of them just sit around and do nothing. Just like, do yeah, nothing. I went to the moon. No, whatever. Yeah, Who nothing cares? matters. Nothing has any weight to it. Whatever. At that point, I right? went to the moon, came back. Yeah, it just rocks. Who cares? <laughs> who gives a shit? I'm living forever. Uh, who gives a shit? Because like, who cares? I'm living forever. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And so like, you have to have that endpoint to make anything meaningful. Well, <laughs> speaking of like death and dying in a in a way that is different <laughs> uh-huh. then our next scene is the woods where the yes. fbi has found our hive man yeah um did the fbi always have these bee suits or do you think they got them made i'm obsessed with their bee suits um i i wonder if they like got him borrowed from somewhere <laughs> or if price just has them because he loves bees i wouldn't be I he's, like, a, that. he's yeah. like an amateur beekeeper if, like oh, in his I backyard somewhere he's like don't worry guys don't worry i got some spare suits yeah, well, I bet they had, like, they seem like, like the bee hats. Like, they, they had their, like, jumpsuits. Bee jumpers, yeah. Or they were just regular jumpers. Regular You're jumpers, right. they just the had bee their hats. bee hats. 
I know, but they seemed like very, like they matched they the matched B-hats the very specifically. I have the exact same thought. <sighs> I need an FBI bee suit is what I'm saying. Basically. We yeah. need to contact people with the FBI and say, how many bee cases do you guys get? <laughs> yeah, that, that it warranted yeah. purchasing. Like, who in yeah. purchasing approved these FBI-specific bee suits? And Jack's like, why didn't we get rid of the bees? And Price is like, fuck no, I didn't get rid of I love bees. And he's like, <laughs> let me tell you about bee cum. <laughs> yeah. Their ejaculation is so explosive <laughs> that you can hear it. And they're like... Why are we talking about okay, this right now? Okay, yeah. Why is this relevant? <laughs> um, yeah. Why? And they're like, oh, they, like his. He has this um, something behind his eye, like some sort of like injury behind his eye, and part of his brain's missing. And um, like, what's up? And then Katz asks Hanny for her help, and Katz I'm like, fuck Hanny. you. Why is she doing? I wrote, she's fucking herself. She's fine. Listen, a lot of things are not working for cats in this in this um, episode. Yeah, um, um, cats mean, really. <laughs> well, first of all, cats doesn't help herself any, but um, but I get that she's trying to keep him close and to hopefully like watch him, watch the scene, and like whatever. But also, Will like very directly like pointing her towards Hannibal. I feel I feel like he's got to feel a little guilt um, regarding whatever happens to her at the end of this episode, right? Because because he was like. Get get in there. Look again. Look, look again, e- e- yeah. blah blah blah. Like really directing her in that direction. Yeah, but I don't think he'd think that she would show up at his house. You know, no. jumping ahead. Like, oh my god. Like, yeah, when she's that like, was he's in the hospital. Great. I'm gonna go break into his home. Right, and just what? rummage through his things as what? if he wouldn't notice. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, uh oh. You know, and he's like, it's almost as if the things you're saying, Will Graham is like here, regret, and she's like. He and I have an arrangement. Like, why are you telling? Like, right, he's telling shut him. Up. Shut up. <laughs> shut and then up. he's like, he says like a signature, and then she looks at him. She's like, oh, whoa. Mm. And so you know, then of course we we talked a lot in this podcast about how Hannibal knows all the moves. Hannibal is yeah. like a toy, like which Will says later, he's toying with you, he's baiting you. Yeah. So I, you know, this is what I wrote, which we kind of then confirms later when Will says it. You know, Hannibal is like, oh, you're gonna know, you're gonna figure it out. So I'm going to end up killing you. So I'm going to let you in slowly and yeah. play with you. Yeah, yeah. So this is what Hannibal decides to let her in. Yeah. Because he knows that she's dead. Yeah, yeah. He's. I feel like he's done this before at some point. Yeah. Like he. This has been. A, this is yeah. what he does. Oh yeah, with like Abby. Yeah. When he like admits to her, like, oh yeah, I've killed a bunch yeah. of people. You like, weren't a threat anymore. Yeah. Because you're going to end up dead. So now so, I can let you in and play around with you for a little bit. I'll tell you something. Sure. Won't and matter. See where it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, which got me thinking because later there's a scene with Chilto and Hanny and Hannah kind of Chilto kind of uh, confronts yeah that's all yours um, Chilto kind of confronts him and I'm wondering if there are there certain people I mean we know Grandin from Sounds of the Lambs in future episodes you know some people who don't die um, are there certain people who even for Hannibal are like too big to kill like too big to fail people like Jack or Chilton people who are too prominent yeah that would look too, too, it would look too it's just you suspicious. can't get after them in a way like maybe you could kill them but you have to make it look like an accident you have to make it look like like you have to really find the right I mean, way to get after them because they're just like someone like cats i mean granted she walks into it I but think so. you know there are certain people who it's like no this person unless they come after me immediately like like jack does we saw that with, with the right, fight scene right I, I, I think so, honestly, and I think that's the sort of mental math that he's doing in his head. Like, for instance, there was back in season one that moment where um, Will comes. It's they're like in Hannibal's office together, and Will comes to realize that like 
Abby had knew something about him and that Hannibal helped him helped Abby hide Nicholas Boyle's body and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And there was that like mental math moment where he was like, "All right, either like Will is going to be on board with this and I can sort of let him in." Or he's not. Like, I need to see how he reacts to this. Or he's not, in which case I have to kill him. And then and then I, like, have to go on the run. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think he wants to do, completely uproot his life. And, exactly. Like, so I think there's... I, I definitely think there are people who are too big to kill. Right, but we saw in the opening of season two that he was, like... He was fighting to kill Jack. I mean, that was he, that was yeah, to well, the death, pretty Well, yeah, like, if you're confronted, right? So Jack comes right. up with a gun, then right. you're going to fight and defend yourself. Sure. You but know, if people are just, like, getting too close, like, I don't think he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's not going to start something up. Yeah. You yeah. know, unless you come sniffing around, but yeah. you're low, lower level, you might meet an end. Right. Because I think if... For people, like, if he were to kill Jack or, or kill someone like Will or, or something like that, that would mean he would... I think he would just have to run because yeah. what... How how do you explain something like such a prominent yeah, figure like that exactly. dying? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. No, Especially when Chilton later, like, just, like, confronts Hannibal. I was like, what are you doing, Chilton? Yeah, right. I was like, wow. Um, He's just got all the confidence in the world, like, no common sense. Oh, my God. Um, so, yes. So, the next scene after the signature is Chilto testing Will when he's, like, giving him some sodium anatol. Yeah, I just said, like, we'll, we'll get in that honesty juice. Yeah, and the, the score here is crazy. Crazy. Well, I was like, this looks like fucking Dr. Frankenstein with, like, the flashing lights and the organ music, like... That's crazy. It was straight out of some, like, old-school, like, horror movie or something. I love this sign here, grin. Like, sign here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was was really trippy. Um, And, yeah, then he's, like, getting all sweaty Betty because he's thinking back to, Mm -hmm. like, his... um, Back when he had encephalitis with Hannibal. And Hannibal was inducing his seizures. Strobing him. Strobing him. Giving him sedatives and his face becomes Picasso as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, his face gets all mixed up. Yeah, that was... um, that was tweak, but it worked, right? That's what he needed to do. He needed to tap into whatever it is that he forgot at some point, mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Yeah, it turns out he was being induced. Yeah. So the will says all these things, and Chilton's like, "That would be radically unorthodox." Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we already know that both of them are like into Hannibal and Chilton are like into the 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 different sort of therapy that you do. Yeah, yeah a little psychic driving here, a little nudge nudge there. And but, justify uh, the means. It, well, absolutely, absolutely. Chilton's looking for Chilton's looking to be famous. So whatever gets him written up in the newspaper, he's like willing <laughs> to do. Should we do segments now? Um. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Awesome. So we're gonna jump into ETC first. Yeah. Let's sing the song. Let's sing the little, Let's sing the song. <laughs> eat the crude. Eat the crude. Eat the crude, eat the crude, eat the crude. <laughs> oh, I like the eat the crude. Eat the crude. Eat the crude. Okay, great. Beautiful. Uh, which one would you like to do? For, uh, well, are we doing both of them? I don't, we can. I mean, we, we have a lot to do next, next week. Yeah, so we, we, might, so we well, might as well do both. Okay. Yeah. Let's do these first. The St. Patrick's Day is come and gone. Okay, great. Do you want to split one of these? Yeah. And then if we like them, we can take some home. You can so leave them out of your this office. this is a... Oh, um, open these it are beautiful. These are Little Debbie's St. Patrick's oh, Day. Jesus, just, I'm just, I pick it up. It, like, completely <laughs> oh, fell apart on your floor. I'm it's sorry. It's fine. It's fine. The icing fell off. Um, St. Patrick's Day mint cream rolls. 
I just saw it. There's a lot of weird seasonal spring uh, little Debbies, and I was like, ew, mint cream. Yeah, that could be right. gross. I guess this is supposed to be like St. Patrick's Day because it's got clovers and like a four-leaf clover, but it's Is mint, mint like an Irish thing? Is because it's green? Think so. I think just because it's green, they want it to be something. Yeah, what's it, what's it, it smells very minty. I can't so, wait. So this could be okay. Okay. Like, I think this could be okay. Okay. I love Little Debbie's. Do you like Little Debbie snacks? Mm, sometimes. It, they're so Maybe. terrible for you. They're really bad. But I have a soft spot Sometimes for I'll, I'll crave them. Ooh, it does smell very minty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm, that's not bad. No. It's, it's like a cakey. Yeah, it's just, it's because it's one of their little cake rolls. It's, it's. <laughs> what is, what, there's, it's a little bit stale. Yeah. It's a, oh no! When did it expire? It's a, it's a we're we're eating these three days after the expiration <laughs> date. You know what? I think these will be okay. <laughs> I don't think they actually. It's so have interesting. Expiration Unlike days. what we're doing next time, which like don't expire for the three years. <laughs> yeah, these I, honestly like. Are I would bad. eat these. Yeah, I would eat. The, I would eat one. If I'm like really stoned, much later, I'd be like, hell yeah, give these in my mouth. Yeah. These are okay. I was They're hoping, if you, yeah. If you like mint and you like, and you typically like the like texture of like a cake roll or something, sure. Hmm. It's odd. I tend to not crave mint when it comes to cake things. Do you like like mint chocolate? Like I do. I like thin, yeah, thin mints a lot and stuff like that. I don't know. It's the chocolate I like with with mint. This is just like minty and it's, it's creamy. It's just creamy. Yeah. Okay. All right. That wasn't. That, that wasn't terrible. Bad. Okay. And it I, was a film. I'm excited for these. All right. I don't yeah. know what to expect with these. So these are a, another Dove like, because we know that now the Dove is bringing the heat. Dove is going for broke these days. Dove is bringing the heat after the pink champagne thing, listeners, which is now in the pantheon of my absolute favorite eat the curd moments in history. Oh. Um, absolute favorite. So we have um, Dove is white chocolate carrot cake. White chocolate carrot cake with graham flavored crisps. Oh my God. Now, does it have PGPR in it? That's a great question. Probably. Probably. If it's Dove, Dove just uses it. The My thing says, feel the sunshine. Oh, they got cute little wrappers on them. Cute little, like, pink and They have little, little, little pink bunnies. Oh. Little bunnies. Uh, a silky smooth spin on a classically refreshing dessert. Dove, registered trademark. Promise is registered trademark. White chocolate <laughs> carrot cake. With all capital letters. White chocolate carrot cake with graham-flavored crisps. Let you have your cake and eat it, too. Wrapped in colorful, carrot-full... Colorful carrotful foils. Huh. Oh, I hate this already. Oh, amazing. These instant favorites bring bites of spring to your candy dish. Can't be right. Okay. All right, let me say two things first. First, my wrapper says, cherish the blossoms. Aw, that's, that's nice. nice. Um, and then the second thing is that carrot cake is my favorite cake. So I'm. Oh, wow. I feel like I'm going to be. Do you like raisins or no raisins in your carrot cake? Mm. I know that there's some folks who don't like raisins in it. Um, I would say probably no raisins. Okay. I wouldn't not eat it if there were raisins in it, but maybe my, my preferred state is negative raisins. What's the kind of nut in a carrot cake? Was it walnuts? There's like nuts in carrot cake. There are nuts. I think there are walnuts and like real shaved carrots. I got to have those real carrots. Hell, you got to have that crunch. Yeah. It's all about that texture. Yeah. Super moist carrot cake with the shaved carrots. Ooh, it's... And, the, and the cream cheese frosting. So it's, yeah, okay. Oh. oh, cream cheese. Oh. Have the sniff. It's, it's white chocolate, though, so it's not cream cheese. Oh, okay, so it's just oh, it's, it's just something. Know. It's just like a cream, because it's a white thing, and you can see some crisps in there. It's the Which is the graham, graham-flavored crisps. I think I, you, you got to love that, how they can't say graham cracker crisps. Yeah, right. It's, it's graham-flavored. And it's not like, okay, yeah, go for it, Jack. Okay. Hmm. 
Hmm. Hmm. So I actually like white chocolate generally. White chocolate polarizer. I don't mind it, yeah. This is odd. It's definitely got the crisps. What am I tasting? Is it carrot flavoring? Oh, it is. There's like some odd carrot extract in this that I don't care for. It is. It's, that's exactly what it tastes like. It's like an extract. Ew. Of... Oh. 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 Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> this is as like... It so, as it, it like sits. Milk, it sits. And Whoa. the carrot gets really forward. Yeah, it's so strange. Because there's this, yeah, there's this white chocolate oh. hit, which is creamy and whatever. White chocolate's fine. The white chocolate's okay in the beginning. And there's like a graham cracker crunch-esque thing. Sure, that's, the texture's and fine. It's, it's this after. It's, as, it's as it's dissipating in your, in your oh. mouth and melting and you're swallowing it, the carrot sits so heavy on your tongue. And I can just, I take like an inhale and I can just smell it so strongly in my nose. Ugh. Oh, and it's not good. It just tastes very artificial. As most as, yeah, as PG, most does. It's got PGP on it. Oh, don't there worry. We there, there we go. There we go, folks. Go, there we go, folks. Um, <laughs> case case closed. Yeah, it's odd. Does Dove does this? They go for broke with these sorts of like wacky flavors that like sound nice, but they're so artificial and like Whoa. heavy on your tongue. It's weird. that's so strange. Like it has like artificial flavors. So it's white chocolate carrot cake flavored. So like it's not like little bits of carrot in there. It's not cream cheese flavored. Just white chocolate carrot cake flavored. But then they put little bits of graham cracker in there. Yeah. It's really odd. It's a weird. Is graham cracker like a an essential bit of carrot cake? I don't think so. No. Nor do I. No, I thought it was just like a regular cake with like cream cheese frosting on it. Yeah, like graham cracker crust is a cheesecake staple. It's a cheesecake, right? Right. So this is odd all over the place. They were just. They probably tested it, and someone was like, "I just can't do this. Like, just creamy texture it has to be something you to break some, it up." You gotta have some kind of a crunch. Because I guess carrot, you, carrot cake does have a sort of crunch to it. Like, but, but why not put like some nuts, nuts in it? I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> Melina is really heartbroken. I like. I knew I was gonna be disappointed. I had my hopes high because I love me some carrot cake, but man. Yeah. I was hoping it would be under. Like, I was expecting it to be underwhelming, but not terrible. But not bad. It was. It's. You know what I, I say is I take I say get these take a bite of them take maybe five bites and then immediately spit it out that way it doesn't you don't get hit with that artificial it's very very strange. Okie dokie, cost oh yeah. Oh. We ate the crude. 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 Beautiful. Okay. Costumes is painless. Hannibal suits have many changes, and I could take that tie bar if I please. Some suicide is painless. Wow. Mesh. Thank was, you. Was that off the top of the dome? That was off the top of the dome. Wow, you Thank really you. are an improviser. Wow, I mean, right. That's, <laughs> the, that, that's the peak of my skill set right there. <laughs> <sighs> so, I mean, the stars of the show were Jack R. Hilton and Hilton and Channibal. Or Chilton and Hannibal. <laughs> Ooh, Channibal is that, Channibal. Their, is that their ship name? Channibal. Channibal. Yeah. So, so we already have a Hanagram. Yes. We now have Channibal. <laughs> or Hilto. Hilto. Hilton. 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 Okay. Yes. Um, Chilton uh, looks awful, Chilton. Looks bad. 
had. They have some colors now, at least, <sighs> but they look good. But yeah. they look good. Ooh, okay. So right, the first time we see him when he's talking to Will, dark pants, plaid Ugh. coat, like a sports coat, like or a something? tweed, like a tweed. Yeah, yeah. Multiple tweeds. He has oh, multiple, multiple tweeds. tweeds. A in this episode. bold striped shirt, as per you. Ugh, his shirts. And the only thing I did like was that like deep pumpkin-colored tie that, that he was wearing. I thought it was red. Was it pumpkin-colored? Oh, I, I saw, at least on my TV, it looked um, like a deep orange or like a reddish orange. And then that weird tie bar with like the weird gemstone or whatever in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, like it was like a little like coin or something Something in the like that. It wasn't just a normal, again, it, it can't just be like a normal tie bar. No, it's got to be a thing. And, and it's Kane just holding the edge of it. Pimp. 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 Play a hater's ball <laughs> with his pimp cup. Yeah, he just looks awful. He it's looks like bad. this checkered tweed with the stripes and the tie and the. Uh, uh, he, he just looks, looks bad. bad. Yeah. He's like wannabe academic. Like wannabe pro, wannabe professorial. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And just like keeping on the Hilton train, when we see him again when he's administering the drugs to Will, I think he's just wearing the same. No, no, he changed shirt. Different, different tweed. Different. Oh, it's a different tweed. Okay. Yeah. But again, the same sort of idea: a tweed jacket, a striped mm-hmm. shirt, this blue time, tie, a blue, yeah, a blue sort of geometric tie, tie bar. Yeah. Game. He looks bad. It, it. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <sighs> it's just. It's just. Uh, it's not good. His hair looks good, at least. His he looks clean-shaven, at least. Absolutely. He didn't have a beard for a hot second, and it didn't work. Yes. I love Raul Spar. I think Raul Spar is a good-looking guy. Oh. He's got a great cheekbone. He looks nice. He's a good-looking so guy. So handsome. Beard did not work on him. He's a handsome mm. dude, and he's clean-shaven with a nice, close-cropped yeah. hair. Yeah, He's so a nice handsome fellow. Going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think we talked about this before, but in SVU, he plays, like, the ADA or something like that. Oh, wow. And I forgot about that. And he is like similar. Well, he's like much better dressed in SVU. Of course. But like similarly, it's like a thing that like Barba has like really nice suits and really nice shirts, and like uh-huh. that's his like signature that he is always like dressed to the nines. So that must be like in his writer or something. Maybe. <laughs> he looks great. I mean, I love. I, I mean, he looks great. At this, but he looks great generally. I love Raúl Esparza. Yeah. yeah. He's so talented. Again, watch Company, um, because he's so great in Company. Um, yeah, so so yeah, so that that's Chilton. Yeah. Hannibal again killing it. Um we first see him with him and Belly. He's got this blue pa- blue blue paisley mm-hmm. and this gorgeous gray gray and blue mm-hmm. suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three so, piece. Oh, always three piece. Always three piece. If he's wearing less than 3, you know something's wrong. It's so <laughs> odd. Very occasionally he's wearing just like a jacket and tie and it's yeah. strange. It's weird. Um Um but yeah, and he's just like a nice, like light striped shirt, like nothing too crazy, like Chilton does with like a super bolt, like nothing like that. Oh, no. Kind of understated, and yeah, nice blue paisley tie looked fantastic. And then later, when he's visiting Chilto, he's got the like, kind of lined suit, really interesting lined suit, mm-hmm. as it's kind of almost like I can't describe it like houndstooth, but like interesting lines to it, like sewn into the fabric, not like designed like checkered uh, okay. lines. Yeah. Um, and, and this paisley tie is almost like swirled, like painted paisley. This okay, gorgeous tie. I, I loved, paisley. yeah, very, very like swirly paisley. Um, Jack really changed up outfits several times in this episode. Like, he, yeah. And again, he likes to stick to the color, color shirt, color tie, yeah, like was, a red shirt, red tie, that blue was, shirt, yeah, blue with, tie. Yeah, with the bees, he was red on red. Yes. I read, he read on red, and I also read, he, he looked tired as fuck. Because this that that scene with the bees was just post Bella all exhausted saying she wants to kill herself. So right. you, you know we know what Jack's going through. Absolutely. So he's sitting with the bees and the, you know and blah blah blah, and then Price talking about bees jizzing, and he's like, 
okay. He's like so tired. Yeah. You, just, you, you just feel how exhausted he looks. Absolutely. <laughs> with, with with reason. Like, yeah, there's a couple times where like you see him with Bella and then it cuts to him in the in the field and it's like, I can't imagine being him so like, having to go back and forth between those worlds. Um man, yeah. Um plaid suit, red tie, or with Hannibal. Hannibal doesn't matter later. He has a gorgeous plaid suit with mm. the red tie at the end. Yes. His yes. last thing he wears. Right. Gorgeous. Yes. Um, I think Katz is just in her typical, like, leather Yeah, her brown coat. leather jacket. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this. So, the, the, there's one thing that one person wears that is the star of the entire episode. Mm. You want to guess what it is? Mmm... I don't know. Tell me. Gina Torres' turban. Oh, her head her wrap. Her head wrap. <laughs> her head wrap. Yes. Okay. She's uh, smoking. To all my women of color out there, you got to wrap your head up at night. I, yeah, no, I know. I get she looks, she looks great. And she's <laughs> filling up her vape. Oh, yeah. Smoking her purple kush. And she's just got her head up, her hair up, and she, she looks great. She looks great, yeah. Her other outfits, she's dressing, she dresses very much like a grandmother in this. She has like the Gina. kind of Gina. Yeah. With the sweater and like the blouse with the tie, necktie thing. Yes, yeah. She looks great she in looks it. She looks great, but right. It's very like, kind of like your very grandma. just like cozy, a cozy little oh, sweater. Oh, totally. A little like, skirt and yeah. Yeah. She's wearing heels though whenever she shows I, the handles It's off very... She's wearing heels, like, but I feel like she's the kind of person who, like, always wears heels. Oh, I can see that. It's like yeah. when you see, like, again, like, someone in, like, their 80s who, like, wearing her heels. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, I'm wearing heels. Like probably every day of her life. Yeah. Wearing heels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I read about the bee lady, who I can't wait to talk about, because that actress oh crushes. Nailed it. She is linen, I wrote. I wrote. She is linen. She's just wearing linen shirt with a linen, like, jacket. She just is yeah, linen. Yeah, yeah. Just linen. <laughs> that is... The life that I'm trying to live. Yeah. Honestly, like, linen, don't give a fuck if it wrinkles. I'm here to be breathable and comfy. Like, ooh, we're just wrapping linen. A linen shirt in the linen. summertime? You roll your sleeves up, it's a, you got the linen shirt going oh. in the summertime? It's the best. Sounds amazing. Oh, I know. I'm, like, trying to figure out what I want to wear at a graduation this year. Because you know it's going to be hot as balls. I'm, like, Oh, you got to be there. i got to be there. It's, you got to wear your thing? My oh my regalia? regalia because you work in the no. end yeah no if I was on stage I would I would okay but, I, but I'm not I'm gonna be just sort of like general volunteering but it's Got always it. just like Miz on graduation day so I'm I'm a linen shirt is a good idea maybe I'll do like a skirt like a little, little linen shirt that'd be cute a little, a little pencil skirt and like a starfish uh, you know <laughs> yeah a little wrap a little wrap skirt a little wrap <laughs> skirt a wrap blouse a little starfish just do your best Alana Bloom. <laughs> some boots <laughs> yeah some knee high boots no tights yeah amazing um <laughs> speaking of back to our conversation earlier so you work in higher ed have you ever had anyone offer you know get my kid in this class you know, here's a few thousand dollars has anyone ever tried to line your pockets um yes whoa yeah i did have oh yeah i did i did have a dad i think call me one time and he was trying to get me. He didn't need his. He didn't need his daughter in a class, but he was trying to get me to give him some information about his daughter or something. It was. It was kind of lighthearted. I mean, I could tell he was joking, but he was like, "Oh, like, oh, would like a twenty do it if I like, you know, like, <laughs> could you tell me like what her schedule is if I did it or something like that?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, 
No, thank you. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do get that a lot. It's mostly, it's not so much like outright bribery. What I do get a lot is just a lot of like entitled, like, well, we, my family pays full tuition and, or like I had two sons that went here, like, and we uh-huh. paid full tuition. So uh, I don't understand why you can't. It's like, all right, buddy, that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It doesn't work on me. Doesn't work on you. Uh, no. Okay. Just wanted to throw that out there. Good, for any, great. Uh, any, for any future. Any, any of the families listening out there trying to get their uh, son or daughter into our college. Um, great. Any, I covered everything. Anything else? Will's just wearing his jumpsuit the whole time. Will's, yeah, right. I know. We were, I already sort of, uh, you know, put my cart before the horse and talked about the bee suit a little bit. But um, yeah. But no, I think that's it. There was a second one, just just based on the, the soles of his Velcro shoes, where I thought he was wearing Allbirds for a second. <laughs> I was like, is he wearing Allbirds? I was this like, no, 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 no. Spon- that would, sponsored by Allbirds. Sponsored by Allbirds. Retroactively. <laughs> I went back in time and gave him some Allbirds in 2014. What would product placement look like in Hannibal? Hannibal would be drinking, like, yellowtail wine. That would be amazing. (laughs) That would be unbelievable. Uh, Or he'd be, like, he'd, like, walk into a Bonobos to get fitted. (laughs) No, no, it would be, like, Xenia. It'd be, like, really nice, like, expensive men's fashion. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He would have, like, I would let, like, Jace Joseph ban, like, shitty men's fashion. Yeah, yeah. Men's warehouse. I can see, like, like, Zeller walking in, like, oh, guys, sorry I'm late. It's just that Bonobos trying on their amazing stretch chinos. And then then Ilana's like, oh, by the way, your dogs are doing great. I got an excursion for BarkBox. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I bought an extra bag of blue buffalo. I hope that's all right. Um, I love that they use real chicken. <laughs> and, like, his defense attorney is like, listen, this isn't legal Zoom, okay? <laughs> now, legal Zoom is amazing, but that's not what this is. That's not what this is, right? <laughs> you want your will or you want something else? Uh, that's fantastic. Someone needs to cut in, like, product placement into into Hannibal. Um, all right, let's, let's close this out. Buzz, buzz, buzz! Where'd they get those hats from? Wear that headband around your head. Linen! What's he wearing? What's he wearing? <laughs> What's that? What's the melody inspiration from that? Absolutely oh, nothing. Oh, made that up. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, you don't think that oh. that was a complete cover? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, 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 that's an original composition. Um... Interesting. That's a new one for us, and I loved every. Thank second you of very it. much. I'm not going to stick to just covering other tunes. I might just go with go where my heart leads just me. Just sing song the rest of this uh, episode. Sing the song it out. Okay, so now we have Hanley's visiting Chilto, and Chilto's like, "I'm so embarrassed. You didn't get. I canceled your appointment." <laughs> He's like, "Bye, bitch. <laughs> bye, bye, bitch." Um. I don't remember this. I like didn't. And he's there, like in like like we're like cage, and Chilton's like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, you can't see him. He's in a fragile state. Oh right. I induced uh, a blah 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 blee, and you know new things have come to light, Mm -hmm. and I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And he so first I was like. Chilton's really playing his card shittily. He's like, by the yeah. way, it seems like you were blah, blah, blah. And it seems like you were inducing yeah, yeah, you seizures. Were, and he's yeah, like, what the fuck? Why are you telling him? him? Why are you letting him know? Stop. Well, he just can't help himself. He has to, like, let other people know that he has yeah. some sort of upper hand or something like but that. But then he does the whole, like, but we're going to stick together, you and I. So I guess he's like, mm. let me tell you. I know these things. Mm. Let, I'm going to let you know what I know. That's interesting. So, because eventually you're going to figure something out, and I sense that you're dangerous, so I'm going to be up front with you about what Will's told um, me. To sort of keep, keep him on his good keep side. Keep him on my good side. We need to stick okay. together, you and I. 
Um, I know stuff about you now, so there's mm-hmm. some mutual. So let's stick together. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm unorthodox because okay. you know stuff about me. Sure. So I guess he's mutual doing. Shirt, yeah. Yeah. So I as he said that I was like, okay, I guess I see what his point is. But at first I was like, what the fuck are you are doing? You <laughs> threatening him? You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. Which then I, I thought was like, oh, is Chil- the those Chilto and Hannibal's eyes though too big to kill, right? Oh, Ch- Chilto's yeah. threatening him, but like he's Chilton. He runs his hospital. Like you can't like string Chilton right. up. And like, he's not could like, you, but I don't know. And I think he knows that he's like not going to what run to the cops. Like he's trying to keep Will close. So you can keep studying him and keep mm-hmm. testing him. Blah, blah blah. So I mean, I I think Hannibal knows that he's just a nuisance, but not a problem. Yeah. Yet. Uh, and then she just token up. Yeah, she was like, oh, the guy at the dispensary said, oh, this one's called Purple Kush, and, you know, chemo patients love it. She, so different than the last time I did this. Yeah. With a, like, vape, a little, like, contraption. Yeah. And then Jack's like, let me have some of this. <laughs> I'm supporting my wife. It's a really sweet interaction that the two of them had. Honestly, every interaction between them in this episode, I was like, oh, man, like, Jack just is such a softy for her. Did we determine, were, were they in real life, Larry and Gina married still at that time? Oh, at that time? I think so. Okay. Yes. So, so the chemistry, I mean, it's obvious chemistry there between the two of them. Like, yeah. I think it was only maybe in the last two years or year that they, like, separated. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. just a sweet interaction. It you know, is. she mentioned her DNR, and he's just really trying. And he's like, how about a new yeah. kind of treatment? And he's thing? just, you know, like, I see both sides of it. I see her effort to be like, I've seen where this is going, and I right. can't. I'm tired. I can't. I I'm like tired. Trash. I can't do it. And I see where he's like, I can't let you go. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what life would be without you, and I can't do this. I think she's see. I mean, I think the only thing that sort of keeps her her around at least for the moment in this episode is that she sees how like just broken jack is at this whole process yeah um so it's not like she's sticking around for herself because we've already determined that she would just rather she'd rather just pass on but um but she sees that that jack is really struggling um it's just so sweet it's sad though very sad um, so we jump to the FBI lab where basically all we determine here is that the guy, that they, the honeybee guy, was lobotomized. Lobotomized. And then first they were like, bees were kind of revered. Is this some kind of a religion? Is this some kind of venom? Is it some kind of like right. religious thing? This person wasn't murdered. He was sick, died of a fever. Right. Blah, the bees didn't murder them. They'd like, whatever. Right. Um, and then it cuts to this... Um, the acupuncturist. Yeah. And I was going to ask, is this triggering for you? This this guy with his uh, with his debilitating arthritis. arthritis. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, it wasn't triggering. It was funny, but I was like, oh no, like that's going to be me. Like Jessa. Oh, here's an update. I know we talked about self care last week. I went to or not last week, two weeks ago. Um, I went to my... actually like three weeks ago for us in real time. Oh shit! Yeah, two that's epi- right. Two weeks ago in episode world. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my. Arthritis doctor, and uh-huh. she signed off on me getting a, a handicap placard. So now I oh hell get yeah get one of those. Well, I'm gonna be parking around spots. Parking. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, which I do actually need. Please don't report me. I do actually. Yeah, I know. Hell I yeah. Have a hell yeah. No, get it. <laughs> and I got another medication. So anyway, I'm like things are looking Killing up it. for my arthritis. I hope I don't end up like this this acupuncture dude, just like Miz. Uh, yeah. Have you ever tried acupuncture? No. No, me neither. I hear it works, I think. I feel like it's one of those things and that it's like you got to be on board for it. 
Mm-hmm. You have to sort of believe you have to in sort it. Of, but yeah, it's, like, it's the expectancy thing. I sort of believe in it. You have to sort of be on board for it. You have to be ready, be open to the experience. Yeah. Um, and that, and and that I think is like even even for traditional Western medication, mm. to some extent, you know, there's the placebo effect, or like expectancy plays a part in it, right? Mm-hmm. You take a medication, saying this is going to help, and I'm ready for this to help. It's going to have some more of an effect. Your body's going to be more open mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. And I so I that. feel like I've just always been kind of skeptical of it. I never felt the need to seek it out. Um, I've done other no. things. I've been to spas. I love floating, like the, the sensory deprivation tank. So it's kind of oh. Epsom salt float tanks. <laughs> love that shit. No thanks. So great. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. My so. mind would go to dark places, I think. Like, oh, I it's need. Fine. It's, see, I had this thing. It was really great. Like 90 minutes of just like nothingness. It That's was a great exercise <laughs> in like the opposite of what I normally do. Um, can they like roll a TV screen in there so I can watch like SVU or something? While no. <laughs> well, then just like, you, 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 you just like, Take a bath then. then <laughs> go be like, no, go just bring go your home. laptop and take a bath and do that yourself. Just go home, you dummy. And she's like, a course of bee venom would be good. And she was like, I can't feel anything. And then put the hammer in the motherfucker's eye. I know. She put that stake into his eyelid and ah! then just tippy tippy tapped. So this actress, Amanda Plummer, she's in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And she crushes. Yes. What else has she been in? Do you know what else she's... I, did, I thought to look it up, and I didn't look it up. I know. I can look it up. She um, crushes in this. Amazing. She's a great um, character. Yes. Actor. She's so good in, like, the three scenes of Pulp Fiction that she's in. She's, like, in... She, her and Tim Roth are in that, like, uh, we're going to rob the diner scene that opens Pulp uh, Fiction and then ends in towards the end of Pulp Fiction. She was in Hunger Games. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course she was in Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. She's great in Hunger Games. She is great in Hunger Games. I'm trying to think. She's awesome. She was doing okay. I think that's really all that we would like okay. know her from. She's yeah, but I saw her from Pulp Fiction. I was like, oh shit, she's in that. Um, she's great, and she's, she's so awesome for this part. Yes, sort of like the kooky, like older lady with like frazzled hair who like doesn't even pretend to like circumvent. I love Jack Crawford's face later when they come in, and she's like admitting he's just like smiling, like oh. I know, because she said something like, oh, like, I put him in a field full of bees, and who was it? And he's it's like... The, one of the other techs, the younger one, like, looked at Zeller Jack like, like... Yeah, Zeller was like, uh, and Jack was like, oh, just let her don't talk. Work. Let her keep and talking. And he's like, okay. He's like, please sit. And Jack's like, thank you for letting us sit. And it's like, sitting there smiling at her, like, this bitty's no threat to me physically. I'm just going to no. let her talk, and we'll take her in, and no. bada bing, bada boom. Like, Okay. So, no, that was, she's... I don't have my hat and my shotgun and my sunglasses. I'm not worried. And she was like, did you try the honey? Oh, I, I couldn't bring myself to too morbid. I know, I love that. <laughs> no, we didn't try the honey. Um, yeah, so then it's that little park little girl, hey, mister. Um, <laughs> You're not supposed to stare <laughs> at the sun. Yeah. I love this little girl. Um... I want to think about like the casting call for this little actor. I wonder if she's like the daughter of a producer, or if like like we need a casting call. Like, we need a girl in park. Yeah, just hey, a mister. sweet little pigtail girl. Hey, Mister, don't it'll hurt your eyes. What? Ah! Eyes? I could scream out of you. Ah! Um, and then we go. Okay, this is so corny. They did this only to make this joke. Then we go to the lab. Uh huh. And it's Zeller and. Price. Price. I don't know why I cannot remember their names ever. Um, and they're working on, oh, they're like checking up on this guy they found. This the guy poor, with no this eyes. poor guy. Right. He he's is like, they describe him as the walk. Yeah, the living dead because he is alive, but he's covered in bee stings, no eyes, whatever. 
Katz comes running in. Oh, oh, sorry, what's up? And Price goes, oh, look what the cat's dragged in. I, I know, I wanted to die. What? Well, that whole thing's like a comedy sketch. It like, is. like, a pattern. What'd you find? A pattern. A pattern. And I'm like, what is this? This is like, this right. is like comedy beats. like beast. the Three Stooges, right? I'm like, what is happening here? Like, she could have just started out in this scene, but they had her run in late so he could say, "What? look what the cat's dragging. I wonder if they did a take of her in the scene, and they were like, I, I, hold on, hold, hold on, I got hold an on, idea. You know what would be funny? Can we just do, can, can we just do one? Just can one. Can we just do one just take of this? Like. And then they are like, all right, that, that, fine. And then I went with it. And they stuck it in. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and they mentioned, like, hiding, hide the needle marks, basically. It was an acupuncturist. Yes. Because the bee stings hid the acupuncture needle marks. Right. Because Price, who knows everything, he's like, oh, these are aligned with the chakras or yeah, whatever. The body's median or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? something like that. Um, and she's like, oh, fuck. And she runs right. in. Well, I love this because Katz goes, she goes, what are you saying? He's like, oh, the bee stings are hiding the acupuncture mark. And she goes, oh, the... The stitches are hiding stitches. Or the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. And I wrote, I was like, the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Oh, I love that we're on the same page at the exact yeah, same font. I wrote that down. I was like, oh my gosh. So, like, <laughs> it was, like, funny. It wasn't supposed to be funny, but that, like, just immediately reminded me of that. Um, okay. And then Will's remembering it now oh. all now, yo. Yes. Ding dong. He's eating them. Ah! Also, I love the set design. He's in the cell, and the yes. cell opens to the dining room with Eddie Izzard. Yes, right, right. So that's yeah, that's how it starts. So he like yeah. opens, and so he's talking with Eddie Izzard. It's that scene where um, Hannibal's like letting him, letting Will have this seizure, um, and he says the joke. Oh, he's having a mild seizure. Gideon mm. says, "You don't seem that concerned." He said, "I said, I said it was mild." I said it was yeah. mild. Um, and. It, Hannibal like apparently looks right at him and says, "Terrible thing to have your identity stolen." Like you know, whatever. It's a trippy yeah. scene, but it's really it's really cool. Zap back to Will and Cats are sitting there talking in reality, and um, she tells him, "Oh, the stitches were hiding stitches. Like so the, the kidney was taken or whatever it was." Yeah. He's eating because <laughs> he's like. Well, then he's like. Thinking back to the breakfast protein scramble and the, this and the whole yeah, the shit. fancy dinners and, the and oh fuck and he's like he's eating them he's like oh my god boom finally he realizes oh he shit realizes. I've been eating people <laughs> <laughs> at this point he's only known that Hannibal is like maybe he's a killer and he's like not super honest and he's a sort yeah. of deceptive therapist or like whatever mm-hmm. but he's he's a cannibal munching on people munching yeah because that like. Second time, Will said he's eating them because he realized that Garrett Jacob Hobbs was also a cannibal. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, yep, he's eating them. Oh, shit. Like, light bulb moment. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, big, big moment. Big moment in this series. Huge turning point. Um, I love this episode. I can't wait to read it. Um, and then it goes to this bitch making that honey. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But yeah, it was this, this point I was like, oh, I get the point of this episode because she's talking about, you know, quieting their mind yeah. and giving them a peaceful death and blah, yeah, blah, blah. It's all like, about that. Yeah. Okay. I see where this whole episode is going here. Um, nice about, to die in a meadow. It's a nice yeah. place to die and give a nice peaceful way. And she's right. giving them peace. Right. She's like Kevorkian-esque. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Children of men. He should be like, do you want to meet my wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got someone you who would love to try Ugh. some honey. Um, I also didn't Google what cockgoulet was, that coin. I meant to Google it, and then I didn't. I know it's oh. like a chicken. It's some old French coin. 
that I didn't Google. Listeners, you okay. want to send it to us? Um, what it is? We could totally go right now, but I didn't. Wait, I didn't. No, that's good. Yeah, I, I meant to, and then I got sidetracked. No, the I didn't look today. it up. I thought about it, but I was like, no, I think I get what this coin is. Um, but right, a coin to repay her debt, um, sort of like hearkening back to the Socrates conversation. Yeah. Um, also, sort of touching on that like river sticks sort of scenario where you have oh, to like yeah. pay um, pay your way into the afterlife. Um, so, but yes, so it turns out she starts sort of like slurring her words and like, you know, going in and out of consciousness. Took, turns out she took all her morphine. Mm, and all of it. All of it, every drop. <laughs> um, and she says, goodbye, goodbye, Dr. Lecter. And he sort of like lets, he lets her pass, right? He's yeah. just watching. Goodbye, Bella. Goodbye, Bella. And lets, lets her just like just, pass away. He sits the fuck back. He sits chair. back. He looks at the coin, picks it up. No rush. No, 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 rest. no, 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 sort of looks at it, flips it. Like Two-Face style. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> like Two-Face, like. <laughs> God. Do you win, like, Aaron Eckhart, tails you die. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, literally, flips it, looks at the coin, gets up and goes, all right, yeah, yeah, fate, I guess fate decided, I'll get up and I'll save her. Gets out what I'm assuming is like adrenaline or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, um, sodium pentothal or whatever. Right. Like, no, something. I don't yeah. Know, yeah, something like that. Shoots her in the jugular with it, and um, yeah, she's and, like, no, no. I can't imagine how like terrible that must be for her. Yeah, like to to be like at peace. She seemed like genuinely happy that she was dying. She was like, okay, bye. Well, she's like a morphine. She's like, I'm yeah. feeling great right I'm now, yo. Fantastic. Oh yeah, that's the. How did she get to the all? I hope she didn't drive. I thought about that too. I think she drove. She took an Uber. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Uber. I love it. I'll find out what I said. Yes. Don't worry, doctor. I took an Uber. I had a 10% discount code. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was 7789. I typed in overdose. <laughs> it was Hannibal NBC. <laughs> <laughs> Expires April 22nd. And then like a Chiron pops up on the <laughs> yeah, bottom of the yeah, screen. Like, hashtag Uber loves Hannibal. Oh my God. Amazing. Um, no, I know. I thought about that. I was like, oh, shit, she can barely fucking walk. How did she get here? Yeah. Anyway. And then they cut to the hospital. Um, is this before or after that, that, like, that, like, little scene with cats where they're like, he's in the hospital. Uh, something about his wife. And then the cat's like, is Mrs. Crawford okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Crawford. No, the, yeah, that was, that scene happens and then they show us the hospital. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Because she goes looking for Jack because she's like, she's going to she's gonna tattletale. And, right. No, she's he's at the hospital. Slap. Yeah, yeah, right. And so at first I was like, oh, how sweet. Like, he's laying on her bed. Like, it's very precious. And Hannibal's just been, like, sitting there in the dark, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> very for strange. For how long? For, like, how long? I have no clue. She comes to, Hannibal walks over and says, oh, sorry. You know, hands her back the coin and says, sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't do what you asked me to do. Here it is. She musters the last bit of strength in her entire body rears back and slaps the shit out of Hannibal. Hard. Yeah, it gives him a bitch slap. Hard. Oh, and he walks out. Yeah, she's like, get the fuck out of here, basically. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was, um, that wasn't bad to see. I, I like. No, it was nice. Yeah. He got his. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, just seeing him get something, you know, he's usually the one bitch slapping other people, basically. theoretically. Theory, yeah. Proverbially, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, but it's interesting. Like the, is Mrs. Crawford okay? Does do the people at the FBI have any idea that Bella's sick? Because we've never 
he's never talked about it. Um, I don't know if he's never mentioned it with cats. That's a good point. I have no recollection of him <laughs> mentioning it in passing about... You know, my, my, my wife is sick. I would imagine oh. Jack's the kind of guy who is home is my home life, right. and you don't fucking ask a question about my home. Like oh. no one knows. So like I don't. I would imagine that like no one has any clue that, 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 that his wife is dying of cancer. No, no. I would, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he has not brought it up to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. And cats go. Okay. Wait. Hams at the hospital too. Okay, great. Great. I'm going to go to Baltimore. I'm going to go B&E his house. I'm going to go from Quantico, Virginia. I'm going to go up to Baltimore because I'm sure I have time to do that. Right. I'm sure he'll be here all night. So I'll just, yeah. Wait. What are you doing? Just like rummaging through his, yeah. his refrigerator. A oh. man you now believe to be capable of murder and possibly cannibalism. <laughs> Multiple yeah, murders. She's, she's got it. It's not like she can call for backup. I mean, she's like, she's like Will. She's like, I've got a theory. I've got to just go see it through myself, I guess. Go to the middle of the work day. I don't know. Like, well, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wait till he has a patient or something. I don't like, understand. I don't know. Well, okay. So that's this brings up another interesting thing. So I, and I was sort of like paying attention and then like half not paying attention. She, she shows up to his house, is yep. going through his fridge, blah, blah, blah. Finds a piece of meat and says, gotcha. Okay. It's the kidney. It's the kidney, right. Um... And then goes downstairs to She that spills little... the wine, and the wine seeps underneath oh, the floorboard. Right. And she's like, what? Right, right. So she goes downstairs in his, like, murder room. It's <laughs> yeah, like, like, chop shop. It's like Cabin in the Woods-esque, like, yeah. like, like horror room dungeon. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is this the first time we're seeing this? Yes. Okay, great. All right, great. Because um, I, I thought for a minute, I was like, did we change locations? No, that's, that is just, like, under his home. Yes. Great. Uh, and then, Surprise. He's there! It's just like a fucking like horror movie. Yeah, like he's like standing there behind her. She sees. Do we know what she sees? Or she's walking and looks at something. Oh my god! And then like we see him standing behind her. I think yeah, we definitely see him standing behind her. So it's not like she sees him. I think she sees something else. She maybe. sees that, but we don't see what she sees. Right, because she says, "Oh my god," to something else, not Got to it. him. Right. Yeah. But we don't know so. what that is. Right. Got it. Okay, so she has her gun out. She's like, oh, my God. Then we see him behind her. She turns around, and he's standing there. Yeah. She has her gun, and he just flips the light and fucking runs. Ooh. And there's like, bam, 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 bam. And then credits. Ooh. That's also very, like, Silence of the Lambs. You remember, like, remember that moment she's, like, hunting Buffalo Bill? Yeah. And she, like, finally gets up on him, and he, like, flips the lights off. Yeah. And, but he has, like, night-seeking yes. goggles on, and he can see her, and she's just, like, has her gun, and she's, like, shooting in the dark. Yeah. Creepy. Or that scene from uh, Snowpiercer, where they're fighting the people with the knives, and they oh, have it. Oh, it's that. really intense. Chris okay. Evans. Different than the Snowman. Very different than the Snowman, <laughs> which is a great How Did This Get Made episode. I didn't listen to that. Narcoleptic. Yeah. Com- what's going on? I love Brian Softman, which, which has got me listening to um, Throwing Shade, which is a great podcast. Okay. All right. I haven't heard it's that. It's really funny. It's those two, Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi, talking about uh-huh. LGBTQ issues, uh, women's issues, pop culture. Okay. And just them just like ranting about shit. It's nice. really funny. No, that sounds that sounds dope. It's very funny. Hey, what do you call it? Tinker Taylor Soldier by Tinker Taylor Seamstress. Seamstress <laughs> He calls J.K. Zim and J.K. Rowling. All right. Let's, um, <sighs> let's, rate, me, let's rate it. Yeah, give me yours. I have not. I, I loved this episode. Um, I think this episode is such... I mean, both as, it, as an episode itself, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's plotted really, really well story-wise. It's both rich in character development. Yeah. Um, character progressions, big, meaty moves, yeah. changes in yeah. people's mindsets, people's relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in both what was there with Chilton and Will, especially mm-hmm. Hannibal and Cats, Cats and Will, um, Jack and Bella, Jack and Bella, um, Bella and, and, Hannibal. and what wasn't there, no Jack and Will, nothing, no mention of Jack and Will, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing, yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I could have done with some Freddy somehow in oh, there because I love Freddy. Hey. I miss Freddy. Could have done with her. Give me but that animal print. Yeah, could have done with that. But and I'm gonna give it a nine point five mm. out of ten. Nine point five shrink wrap kidneys. Beautiful. Um, the only reason I'm knocking at her from, from, from a ten is because I really desperately wanted a cooking scene. I wanted that he's mm. eating them a cut to cooking scene, or I wanted that he's missing a kidney cut to cooking scene like his kidneys missing dun 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 like I wanted oh, okay. I wanted a cut to like I feel like yeah. we, we, we would get to that in the to, past too yes. like later and earlier in Cats is like he's missing his kidney boom yeah. cut to him cut cooking to him something just like chopping something sauteing something just for a second yeah I like that like yeah. that always satisfies me mm-hmm. I agree um but I love the ending with the with the kind of horror movie like thriller with him saying that the lights off and then running like I love when Hannibal runs when yeah. he's like when he, when he gets, because he's so this he's kind of like very slow methodical like yeah. force of nature like like just like this moving presence that you can't get out of your yeah. way and yet he is this quickness and force right. and we've only seen like maybe three or four times up at this point him like actively like either fighting or chasing or something like that yeah. and so it's always a sight to see because you like forget that he is actually incredibly very physical. quick and like very yes incredibly physical so yeah i love it and i love the side plot like i said how it ties in with bella mm-hmm. i love the kind of monster of the week side bad guy and yeah. i love her she crushes it's yeah. just a fun it ties all together really well yeah and it, and it really was a great kind of you know this is the fourth episode this is right at the end of the first third like end of the first act of the second season right mm-hmm. so now we're getting into it mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is really now he's eating them we've had big revelations we've, right. we're now really jumping and now cats is going to be missing right jumping off into some new shit now right right um <laughs> i gotta say i second all of that um and as you were talking i was like oh this was a better episode than i remember because i was initially going to rate it like kind of low ish and i i couldn't really put my finger on why um maybe because i felt like the the moments with bella and jack were sort of like plotting but it 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 was I, they were touching moments yeah um and I think they gave us, like you said, like a lot of insight into Jack's character, a lot of insight into Hannibal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ultimately don't, I didn't mind, not thinking back, I'm like, I don't mind that so much. Because we did have a lot. We had great Hannibal, or we had a great Will Chilton um, shit going on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, and right, if, if for nothing else, we hit a huge turning point in this entire series where like Will sort of suspicions are even more confirmed and he discovers something completely new, which will take this series on a whole nother sort of trajectory. Yeah, yeah. Um, people, so, yeah. No, go ahead. I was saying like, for a long time, people kn- people have known or suspected Hannibal to be capable of violence. Yes. Now, finally, somebody else other than us, the audience, know him to be a cannibal. Yes. First time. Right. right. The first time. Right. Exactly. The, exactly. Because thinking of even like Bedelia, she's known that he's capable of like darkness and violence. Danger. And yeah. Danger and possibly murder. And, and Will already knows that he's capable of murder. And right. It's just now that we're realizing <laughs> that he is eating people exactly um so you know honestly i i like the 9.5 i'm I'll, I'll second that as well yeah um 9.5 jars of honey is Great. what i'll go with yeah you gonna um, try it you gonna try the honey <laughs> no a little morbid for two me. more i still yeah, but two more morbid, morbid. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this, this it was a better episode than 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 I remembered it being. Even sitting here, I was like, oh man, that was better. Um, it's just a lot of stuff that's in it. There's just a lot, um, and man. Everyone was just on, on, on their A game, I and mean, there, there was comedy. I mean, the, the sassy science team gave us comedy. And Chilton gives us comedy. Even Chilton, he doesn't mean to give even us comedy. When he, he didn't intend to, but I laughed nonetheless. We had drama. We had sadness. We, I mean, it was everything. Yeah. So, great, awesome. So this episode is brought to you by us, the Ethical Butchers, um, Melina and Jack, and you. Our theme music is by Sean Hills, and our logo design is by John Larson. Um, please follow us and chat with us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at F Butchers Pod. Um, you can also find our website at theethicalbutchers.com and send us an email if you'd like, um, and we'll email you back. Yeah. Uh, ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody. Have a great one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.